It be too late to alter course, matey. And there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from scottartist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 138 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. We're back for day number two of our first and only full week of just credits. That's it. No acting. No pirates, no ships, no 18th century swashbuckler moves like Will flipping off the gallows. <laughs> we do come back for a few episodes next week before the movie officially ends, and we do so and leave in fashion with an in credit extravaganza. Yes. Well, extravaganza as far as the film versus credit crawl is concerned, anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not classifying the shows in extravaganza by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Give me the end credits. That's kind of the deal here, right? We've been waiting all season for the end credits. Actually, I'm specifically thinking now I want the end credit scene because credits, they're just not cutting it for me. I need the action. I need the action. It's obviously just a sneaky way for filmmakers to get us to sit through an entire credit crawl now. Yeah. Oh, we'll put something at the end so you guys sit through and see everybody's names. You tricky bastards. (laughs) But since that's next week, I'm going to embrace the black background and rolling white font, as you said yesterday. And let's say we get this. Craziness started. Okay. In the previous minute, yeah, I screwed up. I dropped a Fall Guy reference a while back and simply didn't think ahead to the credits. All 90 of these stunt guys. That was bad form considering if any episode required a Fall Guy reference, it was no doubt minute 137, and I call myself a professional. Yeah. As I was saying in the previous minute, it's a death-defying life they lead. They take their chances. They die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing they've ever done is to watch their leading actors kiss some other movie star while they're bandaging their knees. (laughs) They might fall from a tall mast. They might capsize a brand new ship because they're the unknown stunt people that made Depp, Bloom, Rush, and Knightley such stars. (laughs) That's my poem for the day. I penned that all by myself, too. You did good. I'll give a small credit to, I don't know, Lee Majors. Minute 138 begins with makeup effects created by Keith Vanderland, which rolls to captive audience productions crew, including more makeup effects, art department, wig supervisor, and makers. We start the effects technician's acknowledgments. The minute ends with additional mixing by Keith Rogers. We get some more initials in this credits minute here, referring to professional affiliation, so it sounds like it's round two of Name That Affiliation, since you did so well yesterday. (laughs) I'm still... Thinking of how you took still photography and combined it with slow motion because it really is the ultimate in slow motion. That's my creativity thinking. Oh man, that was the rum talking. Because I'll give you a hint as it comes from the credit of sound mixer, Lee Orloff, and that's C-A-S. So what's that stand for? I did say sound mixer. C-A-S? Yep. Captive audience sound so you just took something that I said? What do you think? You're just making this up and you're like, oh, a captive audience just popped into my head. 
No, it's Cinema Audio Society. The Cinema Audio Society was formed in 1964 for the purpose of sharing information with sound professionals in the motion picture and television industry. Wow. Now you're informed. Thank you. You could go online that's, and download a membership there. You go. That's much better than what I came up with. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene in Jurassic Park with the injured triceratops, and there's a big pile of, let's just call it dino dung. Tenacious? Yeah. You're tenacious. Just That's exactly the scene. <laughs> that dino heap of dung was your response to that question. That is one big pile of shit. Well, that's a bit rude. Because you took something that I had already said and you tried to pawn it yeah, off as your own. Yeah, but the other one was like that. that and was you kept not. telling me. That was not. I'll give you another chance. With MPSE. And that pops up with Foley editors Solange S. Schwalbe. MPSE? Yep. Master, professional, oh no, production effects. Considering I just said sound again, Foley editors, sound. <laughs> Remember I call you the Foley artist here? Don't you know what's going yeah. on? Sound effects. Motion picture sound editors. That's the group. Founded in 1953, the Motion Picture Sound Editors is an organization dedicated to improving the recognition of its members by educating the public and the rest of the filmmaking community as to the artistic merit of sound editing. But I'm sorry, I think I have to say something here. What do you got to say? I'm going to get on my soapbox. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe a little. We'll see what happens. What's with all the wards for motion pictures now? Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, some crazy people out there have podcasts dedicated to the entertainment and art of it. Really? Yeah, of awards? Not of awards, of movies. Oh, okay. But come on, guys. How many organizations and awards dedicated to recognition do you freaking need? What's going on with the Hollywood egos? I think every job needs to have a society and at least one award dedicated to it. Not employee of the month stuff. I'm talking, I want an organization and an award. I want something that's televised for every regular job out there. It's a daily show. 52 weeks out of the year. Daily. That'd it gathers awesome. everyone from their field and gives out an award. That's what these guys seem to do. So what's going on here? This year's best ice cream scooper in the family-owned business goes to Jackie. <laughs> Come on down, Jackie. You just won. <laughs> That's awesome. This industry is so flush with money, it's insane. Yeah. Then they have nonprofits dedicated to it. And then... They give out awards. They give out awards to themselves. And it's all our fault, too. All those crazy people out there like us with shows about... Their business. Yeah. Damn us! What the hell are we doing? <laughs> Actually, when are the next podcast awards coming up? I think we missed the nomination period, so maybe next year, because I'll keep my fingers crossed. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, sorry, I'm supposed to be against awards. Yes. Yeah, against awards. Sorry about that. That was completely... Wasn't Lord of the Rings nominated? Yeah. Lord yeah. of the Rings was nominated for, I don't remember what it was now, a podcast award. Shoot, now I can't remember what it was, but congratulations to... Cassandra and Norman for their yeah. nomination. I have to see awesome, if they won actually. that. But yeah, Lord of the Rings minute they were nominated. It was like in a fantasy category for podcasting. Oh, okay. Otherwise, we would have been there. We all know that, everybody out there. Oh, we probably would have lost to Lord of the Rings <laughs> because we're not really fantasy. But we're pirates. Come on, there's got to be a pirate one. Or just in general because of, well, my awesomeness. It's they're like fantasy. What is it? They're like... Swashbuckling? Uh, Scott is so awesome. He transcends all genres yes. is basically what it is so i can't wait until uh, our award season comes <laughs> i'm giddy like rigetti <laughs> that's gonna be my new phrase giddy like rigetti that's pretty so now i maybe take all that back because now uh, i'd like to see some awards come even if i have to make up for them myself maybe i will Do create awards? a non-profit to podcasting and i'll give myself an award and then uh, i'll go from there there you go 
There's an. You could give yourself initials too. Oh, you're right. I could get some initials on there. There's usually a name or two that catches my eye in the credits, as I talked about last time. And this time it's post-production assistant Heidi Syke. She's that person today. Okay. All because of her last name, Syke. Syke? Either way, it might actually be pronounced sick. I'm not really sure. Or Syke. I don't know. Syke is like an 80s thing, right? Syke! Okay. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And it's perfect because you're wearing your MacGyver t-shirt today, so that works well. I think it was more 90s, though, was it? I don't know. I don't know either. Either way, if it's pronounced sick or psych, I tried to look it up. There's both pronunciations. I thought, what the hell is going on here? But it's so appropriate for this texting generation that we're in now. Because it's spelled P-S-Y-K. That's where the trouble is coming in with the pronunciation. It's shorthand that you see on social media or a text. That's weird. There you go, psych. I think. Huh? I don't know how it's pronounced. Psych or sick? Huh? Or it could be completely wrong. But that one caught my attention. We have a couple of positions that are worth noting, too, and that's video playback. So I'm just wondering, is this guy at the beck and call of all the stars on the film? Because they're so used to being waited on, you know, trying to collect all their awards, that playback, this guy, has to sit there and rewind all their movies before returning them to the video stores. (laughs) Because remember, this was 2003, and Pirates of the Caribbean was released on VHS, so it still was there. Oh, yeah. No, actually, they provide a point of reference for and a method of monitoring everything that is shot by the camera crew and recorded by the production sound mixer. Is it? Is it? And like, there's more stuff that goes on there. Is it like the football thing you see where they go and seat the all the? Well, I'm sure that they can play that back all if the, the directors ask for that. But they kind of manage all of that stuff for okay. making sure what's going on in the shot. Then there's the cable man. Yep, cable man. Yeah, he's that's the con- a movie. He's the no, that's the cable guy. Oh, okay. But he is a Comcast guy that makes sure the internet and cable don't go out for the <laughs> cast and crew Seriously? in their trailers. Arr! That's what he does. No way. That's really the truth? No, it's definitely a full-time. <laughs> but it is a full-time job for him because he knows that service will be interrupted. I think oh, we all yeah, out well. there know that service will be interrupted. <laughs> Why is it so slow today? Especially if you got Comcast, it will be interrupted. <laughs> We're looking for Com- Sorry about that, Comcast. Don't crush us like the mighty beast that you are. We rely on the internet to bring this to the masses and you say that? Now they're going to crush us and people will be... Your podcast cut out. We lost internet. Yeah, they're going to track everybody by IP addresses and stuff. Sorry, free plug. This episode brought to you by Comcast. Those sweet, sweet cable providers. On a serious note, and because I want to get away from demeaning Comcast, that giant mafia man. Yeah. The cable man is also called the Python Wrangler. Yeah, my brain almost just exploded because of an immediate euphemism just came over me. (laughs) Of course. But since I'm better than that, I won't yank on that one. I'm not (laughs) going to do it. I'm just going to let it slide. So all of you out there, go ahead and insert your favorite euphemism right there. But I'm not going to do it. The cable man's duty is to pull cables. That's not a euphemism. (laughs) Out of the way during filming. He may also step in as a boom operator on an as-needed basis as well. But if I had my negotiating power, if I had any negotiating power on a film and I was a cable man here, I'd want my credit to always say in the movies, Python Wrangler. It's got to be that. Yeah. I wouldn't want cable man. I'd want Python Wrangler. Not only that, just the danger of it and for the amusement of it. When you tell people what you do, well, I'm a Python Wrangler. So you work with snakes? They're going to say, yeah, exactly. They're going to say, so you work in the jungle or in a zoo, maybe, or you're... Are you from Southern California? Are you in the porn business? <laughs> Those are the three options. You're either in the porn business, you're in the jungle, or maybe you work in a zoo. Python Wrangler, that's it. 
But those are the three options. And that's what I would always want there is Python Wrangler. It just sounds cool. You almost sound like you're Crocodile Dundee right exactly. there. Exactly. Crocodile Dundee's younger brother, Python Wrangler. Yes. Or like I said, I almost just inserted a bad Crocodile Dundee joke that would have been like a porn movie name. But I chose not to because like I said, I'm above that kind of stuff. So I'm Today. not going to do it. How dare you? I'm going with the wig maker. Whenever you say wig maker, almost like the wig master, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode with the coat of many colors. <laughs> and then Kramer ends up with that giant fur hat and the coat of many colors and the cane and all that stuff. He starts strutting his stuff yeah, exactly. down the... And then people think he's a... A what? A Mac daddy. No, they thought a, he a, was a... Ice cream a, man. A Candy pimp. maker. Oh, pimp. They thought he was oh, a pimp. A, see, my mind doesn't even go to those places. Ah, Whatever. Whatever. So I went with the wig maker because Governor Swan was so attached to his wig. I had to know something about the he wig maker. He was probably upset the way they were treating that wig then. Because he sits there and takes so much care of it. And now they're yanking on a wig like that. Yeah. You know that there was a stunt wig involved, right? There had to be a stunt wig. There was the prim and proper wig. And then there's the, let's tear this one to pieces. <laughs> there had to be two. There stunt had to wig. be. Because this is this guy's life. He took a... Hiatus for a little while during the 80s. It sounds like a Seinfeld thing right from the opening credits of it. But this guy chose... (laughs) He chose his career to be surrounded by wigs. (laughs) What are we doing? Seinfeld jokes now? Seriously, what's going on here? Did I even mention his name? Uh, No. His name is Robert or Bob Kretschmer. Kretschmer. You know I'm bad at pronouncing names. It's okay. So he took a hiatus. add that to the list. You got that right. He took a hiatus in the ID, 80s. <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> took, the Ides of March. You know, now. we're never going to get through this thing okay. if you keep making fun of me. He was it's actually... Like throwing softballs at me here. In a rock band called Ice House during the 80s. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's the one that we couldn't think of from the other day. <laughs> Remember we were talking about this? It just came to me. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. Everybody out, in the audience, House. everybody out in the audience was going, what the hell is yeah, he talking they're about? yelling at us. Yeah, they're going, that's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, now I got it. <laughs> I'm on board, folks. I'm on board. Day late and a dollar short. Okay, now you can go. So this guy actually teaches people how to make wigs. And the article I was reading actually went into how they do it. Wow. All the details into how to make wigs. But we're not going to go in there. Thank God. <laughs> so he made Johnny Depp's wig. But his first wig he ever made was in 1994. It was Marlon Brando's wig for Don Juan DeMarco. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then he did Russell Crowe's Beautiful Mind, Tom Cruise's Collateral, Leonardo DiCaprio, Django Unchained. Okay, He did his wig in there. He does have a quote that I wanted to tell you. Okay. He said, The last wig I will make will be the Elvis wig. I don't know who the actor will be. But he's going to make it. Huh. That's awesome. (laughs) His dream is to make an Elvis wig for somebody. An Elvis wig. Yep. He doesn't care who. I'll take the Elvis Elvis wig. (laughs) I'll be the Elvis pirate. That's the name of a new podcast, the Elvis pirate. There you go. Coined (laughs) right there. Elvispirate.com. He's a wig teacher. Do I need to buy that? Wig maker teacher. I think the Star Wars Minute guys, because now I'm going to interrupt you, Pete and Alex. Yeah. Whenever they mention a .com, they actually say that they should have to buy it. So does that mean I have to get Elvis Pirate now? Yep. Damn it. ElvisPirate.com. Okay. That you do. So I had a question for you because I noticed a job title on here and I found it kind of interesting. How would you like to work in the mold department? Are they like cleaning out the fridge and stuff? Yeah. Walk the plank. 
<laughs> some of those actors and those pirates, they're just messy guys. So they yeah. need somebody in there to clean out all that mold. All mold and dirty it's just disgusting. and It's like and... a dirty job, a Mike Rowe thing going yeah, on. Yeah, there. There exactly. You go. No, actually, I chose Python Wrangler. You don't want to work in the mold department? No, I don't. I am Python Wrangler. Wow. Okay. That's my Are you sure about that? Title. Yeah. I okay. pull on cables frequently. I did look up another interesting name. This was Addison Teague. And like I looked Edward it Teague. up for Edward Teague. I was going, is there a connection? No, there's no connection. What do you mean, is there a connection? Edward Teague is Jack Sparrow's dad. No, between Edward and Addison, there's no connection. Edward and Ad- what the hell are you talking about? Addison Teague. Yeah. There's no connection between Edward Teague, Jack's dad, and Addison Teague, the sound effects editor. What is this? Some kind of purple Rosa Cairo thing? They come out of the screen and no. I was wondering if they took. Oh, you got a cool last name. I'm going to use it I for see. Jack's oh, father's okay. name. Gotcha. I see. I didn't realize you could get so confused so easily. Arr! I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. You're trying to make actual connections to fake people to real people like there's supposed to be some relation. Like I said, a purple Rosa Cairo thing. Did they do that? They make actors. Oh, you got a cool name. Well, look at Marty. Marty just used his name, right? I don't know how that worked. I didn't look at it. I'm just saying. I'll ask him, but we'll see how they chose his name. Okay. And then we'll figure it out. But Edward Teague did not come from this Addison Teague. It's just a coincidence. Because Edward Teague was actually in some of the books and stuff, so. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But the books came after. This is Curse of the Black Pearl. This is the one that started it all. This set the bar. I don't know that. I don't think you know what you're talking about over there. <laughs> I don't. What you talking about, Willis? So anyway. We'll just let that one lie. That's a sleeping dog and, hey, it's gone now. But I did do a little research on Addison here since I was looking her up anyway. Yeah? She had a Golden Reel Award nomination in 2004. For both the Curse of the Black Pearl and the Lord of the Rings. Oh, very cool crossover. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And she worked on the Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, Outworld Inn, and on Stranger Tides. <laughs> She's best known for The Amazing Spider-Man, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Avatar. All she- big blockbusters. Yeah. She's also worked on Zootopia, Hellboy, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Wow. Yeah. So she's kind of... Pretty prolific out there. Right? Right? thought that was pretty cool. So that's all I have on her. And it's weird that she comes from uh, Jack's father, that they're related like that. Exactly. I did look up Dolly Grip. I was kind of interested in what Dolly Grip was. That's not a person, actually. Dolly Grip is a position. I know you think it's an actual... Miss Dolly Grip to the soundstage, please. Miss Dolly Grip. Maybe they call them that. You don't know this. Can we have the Dolly Grip to the... Sounds well, I'm sure they say that, but not okay, Miss Dolly. Okay, then. How dare you. <laughs> so it's actually a technically trained, they're technically trained to operate the camera dolly. They place, level, and move the dolly track. Push and pull the dolly, and usually it has a cameraman and a camera assistant as riders. So they're like the little engines that could move yes, these exactly. little camera so tracks around. Be strong. Exactly. There you go. That all of your... Wisdom that you're imparting to us with actors. I did find an interesting oh, no. name. I didn't look them up. What? He's a sound effects guy. Okay. Joe Pancake. So you just liked it because it's pancake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody with a last name pancake, pancake before. Uh uh-uh. oh. Maybe he makes a lot of pancakes. <laughs> really? The child humor? That's <laughs> my department. How dare you? <laughs> I did notice something interesting. What? The assistant Foley editor and the 
Foley artists are Marva Fucci and John Cucci. Well, I don't know if I want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. It's just caught my Fucci, eye. Fucci, <laughs> Cucci, can you please come here? Either that or it was a spelling error and they're Maybe. all related, but... Marva uh, We're going to need Fucci and Cucci to come here. <laughs> uh, we're going to need to call HR now. <laughs> I thought that was kind of... It just caught my eye. I'm like, wait, those two are... Their names are yeah, really, really close. close. That's pretty crazy. You know that they had a good laugh at it when they met each other. Like, yeah. whoa! Yeah. My name's Gucci. My name's Fucci. <laughs> and that's probably about all they went into that with. That's it? To counterbalance the list of people that you just talked about, I came up with a list of my own, and I teased it yesterday. It was Disney's list, actually. And I thought maybe we could just briefly throw it out and then come up with our own Curse of the Black Pearl quotes as a list for the next episode, the tomorrow's episode. This one will beat it to shame. Our list will. Here's the gist. It's the 15 most important Pirates of the Caribbean quotes, according to you, the fans. This is Pirates of the Caribbean, not just Curse of the Black Pearl. It's like we're them. here, but it's all of them. But most of them are Curse of the Black Pearl, so I thought I'd include it. And so you could get an idea of what the fans thought were the most important quotes are from the movie. Are these true fans? It's from Disney, so it's got to be true fans. Hardcore fans? I don't know. True fans? Maybe. Some of the fans may have been sleeping. That's all I can say. <laughs> Some of the fans there may were... be resonating with one of the quotes on here. We'll just keep that in mind as we go through it because there may have been some comprehension problems here with the idea of important versus I like the quote. Now do you understand? Yes. Important, which means integral versus, oh, I really like that. It was funny. <laughs> okay. So keep that in mind. Not on all of them, but on at least one of them for sure. Okay. Number 15, I'm dishonest. And a dishonest man, you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly, it's the honest ones you want to watch out for because you can never predict when they're going to do something incredibly stupid. That was Jack Sparrow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. We're starting out all right. 14, nobody move. I drop me brain. Jack Sparrow. But the point is, that's an important quote to you? No, no. it's not. Ma'am, madam, sir, sirs. That's not an important one. No. So, it's we're going to have to improve on it. That's not what I important. said. It may resonate with some of these people. Okay. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude about the problem. Do you understand, Jack Sparrow? Mm. So you're not sounding too impressed with this list I'm yet. I'm not. You ne- number 12, you need to find yourself a girl, mate. Okay. But important, though? No. That's right. I've got a jar of dirt. Oh, yeah? You know what, fans? I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> and it's coming right for me. <laughs> these aren't important. Did everyone see that? Because I will not be doing that again. Now it's Jack Sparrow. Number nine, if you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. Mm. Possibly. There probably could be a case if I really wanted to argue this. And we'll have to see what comes up on our list tomorrow when we brainstorm something. Yeah. The code is more of what you'd call guidelines and actual rules. Hector Barbosa. Okay, yes. there we go. Boom. Now you're on a roll. You are without a doubt the worst pirate I have ever heard of. Okay. But you have heard of me. So yeah, there we go. Now yeah. we're talking. Finally, you catch up, guys. That was number seven. Number six, you cheated. Will Turner, pirate. I think that's important because yeah. it actually talks a lot about the character. So there we go. A favorite of Heather's, hello, Poppet. I like hello, Poppet. Number four, not all treasures silver and gold, mate. Okay, see, that yeah. is good. Number three, this is either madness or brilliance. Will Turner. It's remarkable how often those two traits coincide. That was Jack's response. Number two, I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Okay, that might work. And number one. Savvy by Jack Sparrow. Important? Important? That's a good thing that we maybe can debate. Yeah. But catchphrase? 
Yeah, it is yeah. a catchphrase. So it's hard to say on that. But yeah, that's a good one. But is it important? That way we're going to have to discuss about that. Before we head on out of here, I got some quick facts for us. Okay, let's hear these quick facts. Oh, and will they be quick? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, see, dang it, woman. <laughs> so in the early 1990s, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio wrote the very first draft of the movie, which the role of Will Turner was going to be the lead role. Huh. And somehow Steven... Spielberg. Spielberg. Because like, I know you like to call him Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spiels- Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. Steven Spielberg. Is Steve- he famous? Yeah. Oh, okay. Steven Spielberg got a hold of the script and greatly wanted to do the film. His three choices for the role of Jack Sparrow would be Bill Murray, Steve Martin, or Robin Williams. Maybe for the early 90s, if that's what it was. It kind of makes sense, possibly. I don't know. We talked about some of this in our Cursed Listeners crew group about who some of these other alternates would be. But I don't know if I see any of those guys actually successfully taking this role and making it happen. Johnny Depp did such a wonderful job with it. Exactly. So, however, Disney did not give permission for the film to be made at that time. (laughs) And then in 2000, the film was green-lighted. However, a different script had to be written. Because Spielberg's company, Amblin, owned the rights to it. Hmm. Yeah, because they own the script. Yeah. They didn't own the property, but they own the script and they're trying to sell it. So that makes sense. Yeah. So my next fact of the day, the word parlay is said a total of 15 times in the movie. Oh, good. That's a good fact. Yeah. And the word pirate and piracy are said 56 times in the movie. Pirates of the Caribbean by the numbers. I like it. Exactly. Curse of Black Pearl is the only film in the franchise where there are no mythical creatures. The re- all the rest of the films have That's mythical true. creatures. And we'll have to get into that when we maybe start Dead Man's Chest yeah. in season two. Because I have some things to say about this. Do you? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and you like to use the word scallywag. I do use scallywag. Yes. And scallowag, by the way. Scallowag? Scallowag. Didn't we go over this? How... What is your memory like? I don't know. There's normal human, and then there's someone who has short-term memory loss. Okay, go for it. So, scallywag, which is a a term used to refer to a fellow pirate, is in fact only invented in the 19th century after the American Civil War. And it's a name for white Southerners who collaborated during the Reconstruction. Yeah, I remember reading something about that in some of the books that this scallywag term was actually an 1800s thing. Yeah. It wasn't really even applicable to pirates. Yeah. But I like it and I will continue to use it because I am a scallywag and I call pirates. So therefore I cheat and I will do that. There you go. And that's all the facts I have for today. All right. Thank goodness, actually, because this studio for some freaking reason is burning hot. Burning (laughs) hot. My rum is gone. My pineapple juice is gone. And it's about a thousand degrees in here. Yeah. I am sweating and dripping and... That's not pretty. That isn't pretty. <laughs> and how dare you? But since that's all I got and except for the puddles of sweat, I'm going to say uh, tomorrow we can discuss our quotes list. And like I said, maybe put that one I had to shame and we'll go from there. So savvy? Savvy. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 139 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then... Let's keep the horns woggling to a minimum. Ricola, do you know this pirate? Only by name. Find Ricola for me. 
and relay the message from Captain Salazar and tell him I need <coughs> a lozenge because I can't keep up this creepy voice very long. Will you tell that to him? Please? Now let's thank the listeners. So Scallywags, thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook, our Facebook listeners group, and on Twitter. If you're interested in best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are on blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy. We'll be right back.